Joining us on the show today is Deborah Pardis. She is the Senior Story Officer at Swell. You can find more at swell.life. It is a app for sharing your voice and sparking a conversation. Deborah, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so happy I found you. I was doing a little research to look for people who care about podcasters, and you figured heavily into other people's conversations. So thank you for what you do. Oh, well, yes, I certainly do care about podcasting. So tell us, what was the onus for starting Swell? What is the goal here with this project? Well, it's twofold. You know, I was brought on by the founders of Swell in November when they were looking to do audio stories about alternative health protocols, a very separate focus than we have now. But because I have a 15-year history of podcasting and reporting and health, actually, I did a lot of work for a health company. They brought me on to curate and produce stories from people talking you know, earnestly with their own voices about what their health journeys were like in the alternative space, because it's very hard to find information about that. So I collected about 150 stories on audio. Ironically, in March, just when COVID hit, the founders decided that what was valuable about the project was not just the stories about health, but the human voices. So they decided to pivot and create an app that focused on collecting voices on behalf of people who are looking to find the human story behind issues. So what figures heavily in our app is the ease of use and the ability to start conversations that are initiated with a very specific idea, like a topic, but we have no idea where it will go because the nature of the human voice is that we're transparent, we're authentic, you're hearing my voice now. I'm not putting a quippy GIF or a picture or video. It's just me talking with you. And there's a certain retro aspect to that, but there's a certain very forward thinking aspect to that, which is that we have a chance to just really dive deep into our authentic selves and what we're talking about. So that's the big thing about Swell is what topics do we need to talk about? Do we want to talk about what's delightful, what's important? And Swell is set up as a utility to help people do that. So what is the experience like as a content creator? What are we going to do in order to create some Swells? So as a content creator, let me just give an example. Let's say you have an episode that you really find provocative about a topic and it's a one-way street. You know, you're pushing your, your beautiful voice out there with your ideas. Maybe you're with a guest like me, but there's a bunch of people out on the other side that want to know more about a longer dip into the conversation. So you uh, sign on to Swell and you, you create your what you call a Swell cast, which is basically a channel. And then you start a small conversation with the hit of a button. You say, hey, this is Matthew. I had a conversation with Deborah on July 6th about the, the power of the human voice. You guys might have heard about it, but let's talk about it. What do you guys think? Do you think the human voice is important or do you think we can replace it with images and text? And then you hit love to hear. And then you post it with the title and description. And then let's see what happens. Either you invite people through a share button or you start finding new people and new listeners who didn't even know about what you do but they heard your question and they saw the link inside your description and they first listen to this podcast maybe and then come back and answer or they just want to riff on it based on your question. So it's ease of use is really important for us, ease of use. So it's not really like a audio social network like Twitter, right? Like for a lot of folks, Twitter is a megaphone, right? We post something and we hope a lot of people read it, like it, retweet it. But really what you're focusing on is the two-way aspect, right? The conversation of it, like you said. Yeah, it's really different. When I listen to a thread on Swell, I could be walking a dog or something and just hit play and it plays it in series, even though it was contributed asynchronously. So in Twitter, I can read a bunch of great tweets and they might be replying to each other or maybe replying to the master tweet, but I don't feel a thread of thought. 
I don't feel a collaborative dialogue. I feel like a lot of clever people making their voices known and with the bullhorn, like you said, amplifying their ideas. There's a deeper dive for Swell insofar as a collective, collaborative conversation. So what is that ideal use case, both for and even outside of the podcasting space? My heart's in podcasting, so I'll start there. So thank you for the dual message. I had the luxury of having podcasts, a lot of that were, that were live. And, and I love that because I did it in front of a live audience and then we archived it. Swell is the most recent organization that I worked with. One way I did 12 episodes on health, I never knew who was listening. I think for the podcaster, best case scenario is to have a, a Swellcast for every podcast. So this is Swellcast season four, episode two on uh, geraniums. Remember we talked to the geranium expert about this beautiful plant? What do you guys think? It unfolds and then and the swell doesn't ever end. So you can have a Swellcast a conversation, a Swell conversation start in January. And then the year later, someone has a new idea and it pops up on top of your feet again because someone contributed to it. So it's this evergreen aspect to it. And it's this collaborative. And I feel like your guest will be invited to your Swellcast which makes it even more interesting to have you and the guests continue a conversation after the podcast with the collaborative aspect of the listener. So it's way more organic and way more like a dinner party. And it sounds like also it doesn't have to be, if you do a live stream, it has to be at a set time, right? People have to be there to answer the questions, to read the chat, but this, I could respond at any time and still be part of that conversation. It's such a big value because I just, in fact, even talking with people in my life as I do outreach, they're like, I've got Tuesday at free at three o'clock. I'm like, I don't care when you're free. I'm going to start a conversation with you and you answer when you can. And it's so liberating for both of us. You and I coordinated this call today. But if you had a swell cast and you said, hey, my swell cast today is with Deborah Pardes, episode uh, nine to here's my first question to you, Deb. And it just goes in order. It doesn't replace a podcast. It's more like a deeper dive. Let's go deeper, deeper and let's let it live on and let's have our listeners partake. But yeah, the asynchronous thing is, oh my God, it's so delicious. So again, as a podcaster, you appreciate the platform, the medium, the use of our voice, the conversational aspect of it. But is there any specific features that has to directly incorporate with our podcast production, right? Like we're not syncing our RSS feed or anything like that, because these are, these are also, these are very short too, right? These are five minute bursts. Uh, in a couple of weeks, you're going to be getting information about a widget, which is basically like an, an Instagram widget, but instead it'll live on your website and it'll be the conversation you might've had about a topic, about a, an episode. So you can actually drop it, depending upon what your platform is, you could drop the widget underneath each episode in that respect. The, the other parts of Swell, I think the layperson would really enjoy is the idea that someone called a private Swell, where you can invite people to a private Swell and talk about a very specific issue your family might be having or your department head wants the members of the department head to really dig in on something. And you can't bully someone on Swell in the same way I can talk over you really fast and you feel like a small person. I have to hear what you have to say. I mean, I could obviously skip over your comment and just keep on talking, but it's a very interesting, you know, in telephone, when your comment gets mutated after the fifth person says the sentence you said, here you have a record of what's who said what. So there's all these implications of like, this authenticity, this transparency, this flow. The other thing I like about Swell is you can start a conversation and then you might like somebody in the conversation. You click on their head or their logo or their image. You go to their Swellcast, you follow them. You could start a private Swell with them if you like who they are. You can even re-Swell something to your Swellcast, meaning I'm in a conversation with you and you said something so cool that I want to re-Swell it and start a conversation about your comment. 
I don't ever use your comment inappropriately. It's only attached to the conversation, but it's like an alias of what you said on my Swellcast, and I, I refer to it. So they hear your voice, and I'm saying, look what Matthew said about Black Lives Matter. It was so cool. I want to I talk about this one thing he said. So there's this mind map that grows in terms of how we kind of sprawl out into potential conversations. So interestingly, you bring up this idea of sort of re-swelling, re-talking, right? As a podcaster, we love that audio. And frankly, we might want to use that audio. Is there a way to pull that swell into something else, right? If we wanted to maybe take a quote from our conversation, or let's say we did this interview as a swell, could I take a piece of it and pull it out and use it as part of my podcast later? There's a heavy conversation going on about this. We will have you join because here's the deal. There's an ownership issue with that. I can use my voice anywhere in the world I want. It's my voice. The second I use your voice in my podcast, it's a little sticky for me because I didn't ask you if I could feature you in my podcast. I just stole your voice from Swell and I recorded it into my podcast. In our release, uh, when you sign into Swell, we tell you that you know we can use your voice for, for certain promotional points, but it is your voice. We're not going to repurpose it. We're not going to rehash it, except if it's our podcast and our work. You're a podcaster. You're a creator. You mash things up. There's a whole like creative commons idea about this. You know, 20 seconds of Snoop Dogg is cool, right? How do we appropriate swell conversations into that paradigm? Right now it's against the law, period. You can't take someone else's voice and use it in your podcast. That's black and white. But you bring up a point that I've been grappling with now for a couple of months since we started this is how do we acknowledge your creativity and, and, and your desire to mash up things that are provocative for you? It's not a done conversation. Let me put it that way. The best thing to do is to you swell as a medium where you there's a link in every description. You can link back to Swellcasts or, or to Reswells, and that way you can include it. But sonically, it's a difficult thing. It's, it's a very difficult thing legally. But thank you for asking. And I'm going to lean on you now that I know you're interested because we got we to <laughs> figure this out. Well, I'm not so sure if I would or wouldn't, but it's just a curiosity because right, if we are telling a story and we are citing something because we're doing this in audio, it's nice to be able to play that audio versus having to reread it or quote it or explain it. So I see the problems. We can embed a tweet, but can we embed audio in something else? I date back to the days of 2005 when I was using NiceCast. I've been podcasting for so long. That was when your computer was actually your tower to push out to the world. I've seen a lot of changes in podcasting in terms of our attitude towards it. But I haven't seen a lot of great, huge shifts of innovation. Podcasts are the same way they've been for 15 years. They're the same basic talking at to the world and having conversation. What big innovations have you seen in podcasting? Well, I think you're right. The underlying infrastructure of podcasting is still pretty much the same. You create the feed, the feed people can subscribe to. And once they subscribe to it, media is pulled onto their device, wherever they decide to access that feed and listen to that content. I think there's been a lot of innovation on the accessories to podcasting. So better measurement of our podcasting, whether it's better or not, more accurate, let's call it. More accompanying services like a swell or live streams, restreams, visualized audio players. All that is about marketing the podcast, but the podcast itself is still that same basic technology. And then I think the other innovation has just been amongst the content creators themselves, just realizing the freedom of this platform and taking advantage of it and being more creative with what they produce, how they produce it, what they're pushing out, how often they push it out. 
so yeah, I mean, the underlying infrastructure of the technology is still the same, but I think people are getting creative with how they use it versus what it is. And do you feel as, a, as someone who's using like Riverside, you have a chat function here. What's the value of the human voice from the listener perspective? If a listener gets to chime in on a swell conversation about your episode, do you have you been missing the listener voice? It's tough for me to say because I admittedly podcast very selfishly. This podcast is for my own curiosity and my own discovery. Having this platform gives me the ability to talk to someone like you and learn about a platform. Whereas if I was just nobody and emailed you and said, hey, you have an hour to just tell me about Swell, like that's not a great usage of anybody's time. But for you to be able to talk about it with me for the audience is way more valuable. So, you know, my focus has never been on attaining the largest audience possible. For me, this is always about personal curiosity and discovery and intrigue. And so this is a newer platform for me. I've been using it more and more. I'm going to be engaging with it more and more in terms of a live setting so that I can invite more people to come on and ask questions and be a part of the conversation. But I mean, the hope is that more often than not, instead of us recording this conversation and playing it back later, one day we'll just have this conversation live. And if someone is here, they can ask a question that I didn't think of. So we did one last week live with the founder of Riverside. And sure enough, somebody popped in in the middle of the conversation, and had a great question, and we were able to talk about it. So it really added to the conversation. That's really exciting. I love it because live podcasts have always been my default. One of the things that we're looking at, and I'd love your podcasters to chime in, is that you know people have asked, can I upload audio onto Swell? And the answer right now is no. So you can't produce a brilliant five-minute piece and then upload it with all the sound design and the layering and all that gorgeous stuff. You can't. It's just your voice. The other side of that coin is I have spent months and years and hours on podcasts making them perfect with the sound design and all that beautiful stuff in the edit suite. And Swell lowers the bar in terms of production, lo-fi, high-impact idea. So the idea is if I'm a new, and I'll put this out to you as a question, if someone's listening to this show right now and they have not started podcasting yet and they're intimidated by everything that is editing and uploading and RSS and all that stuff, and we said to them, hey, start a Swellcast. It's only five minutes. See how you feel. What do you think about that? So yes and no. So I would say yes, because right now what you have is a platform like Anchor that allows anybody to create and launch a podcast for free. What it also means is that tons and tons of people are launching podcasts and then abandoning them after one or two or three episodes. And so the market's just been flooded with, for lack of a better term, nonsense and garbage that is messing up the ecosystem and you know making it harder to find quality content. Although at the same time, it's going to be a little problematic because the only way for me to find a swell is through the app right now. Or I guess if somebody shares it in some sort of link or embed, but I think having to be on yet another platform is tricky. Is it a good place to practice before you go mainstream? Sure. Are you going to get a lot of traction, right? Are you going to get that confidence to then go out and do a podcast if it's if you're not finding a lot of people? I don't know. I think it's interesting you talk about platforms because our bet is that this is an audio experience that is unlike any other so that some people who are fatigued with Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn for that matter, but use them out of habit and out of uh, a sense of obligation to stay in touch that a fifth or sixth or fourth or third new app on their phone that affords them a whole new way of engaging that's in their medium of choice, which is voice. I think it's a different experience than other platforms. The test of time will show. I mean, our vision 
is that there might be people who prefer a swell cast to a podcast in terms of who they are as producers and creators. And that's going to be interesting. But to your point about the ecosystem being flooded with half-baked podcasts, they don't really float to the surface anyway. The pain point for the average listener is, oh my God, I'm on Stitcher. What do I listen to? But Stitcher is their platform. They go on it or they go on Spotify or iTunes and they find a, a great podcast and they follow it. On Swell, it's similar. They follow a listener, but they're also more engaged. So it's going to be interesting. And I'm speaking as a podcaster who's kind of using Swell to get to take a temperature of what people are caring about also. And on Twitter, I don't get that as much. I feel like on Twitter, it's frenetically crazy and I don't know where to really find my home. Whereas on Swell, I feel like I can find my home in a couple of conversations that I contribute to, which is a difference. Well, and I guess it takes a lot less time to consume tweets. And so you need a lot more, you have to follow a lot more people and engage in a lot more profiles to occupy the same time as it does to listen to audio and respond to it. Yeah. 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 I'd be curious to see people are listeners and talkers. And then there's people that are just talkers and they're not as interesting as people that are listeners or talkers, but people who are just talkers. You know, you feel that they're just talkers and they don't really care that you exist. Whereas if you have a listener who's a talker or a talker, who's a listener, that's a beautiful thing because you feel like there's at least an acknowledgement that there's other people in the room. True. True. So for those listening that are podcasters, what is the, you know, what are the next step? How do they get set up and what should they do to start taking advantage of the Swell platform? First of all, it's free and you just go to, the best thing to do is look for Swell on your app store, iOS or Android. Now, a lot of people sometimes say, I can't find it because there's other Swell products. So I would skip that and go right to www.swell.life and you'll see everything about us on that. And then they can click in. They fix their profile, join some conversation, start a conversation. There's share buttons everywhere. So our whole thing is how do you grow an app? I mean, how do you do it? You hope that there's viral content. So we hope that someone like you, for instance, who has a few people who like what you say and, and really value how you dig in in the style that you do, those people might find out that you're on Swell and join your conversations. And that's the micro of the macro. The macro is just, you know, join the app and start listening and have fun. If you're a strategic podcaster who wants to engage and find new audiences and engage with the ones you already have, I think it's about, you know, you can't break swell, just play around with the button and see how you feel. There's a pause button when you record. I know podcasters like that. You can pause. You can't rewind and listen. Either you pause and continue or, and then you preview it. If you don't like it, you erase it, but there's no rewind and start. So it's, it's a very specific kind of creation. You have to, you're never locked into a swell. You can always delete it. But the only thing you do in production is pause. You don't rewind. Gotcha. And of course, we will have links to swell.life in the show notes for this. So you'll easily be able to click on that, download the app, and we'll also put a link to the Swellcast widget that Deborah was talking about earlier. So you can sign up right now, put your email in, and they'll notify you when it comes out. And you can check that out when it becomes live. Deborah Pardis, Senior Story Officer at Swells. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was awesome. Thank you for your time. And thank you for responding to me when I reached out to you. That's always lovely. 